You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. This morning, I want to share on a, a message I have entitled The Battle for the Gates. Uh, the scripture tells us. Um, Uh, Jesus said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, Simon Peter. And upon this rock shall I build my church. And he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Then in some other scripture, one of the promises that God made to Abraham was that your seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. He says that in blessing will I bless thee, and in multiplying shall I multiply thy seed as the stars of the heavens and the sand upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. The gate is a point of entry. And so whoever possesses the gate or controls the gate will therefore control what goes into that person's life, controls the supply line into the life of that particular person. I will link this up to the subject of faith, all right, that we've studied and it's a series on faith. Uh, Let's just look at Romans chapter 4 verse 17. To verse 20. It says, as it is written, we've looked at this, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and then calleth those things that be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become a father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be. Uh, Then we get into the conversation for this morning. It says, and be not weak in faith. Right? He considered. It says, he wasn't weakened in his faith. By considering his body is now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief that would have been produced by considering, all right, the deadness of his body and Sarah's womb. But instead of doing that, was strong or strengthened in faith by giving glory unto God. So he tells us that uh, Abraham was very spiritually smart about his work. He did not allow what will weaken his faith contaminate his heart. And then he practiced what will strengthen him in the faith, which was continuously giving glory to God for what God had done. So we have seen that faith, or the process of faith, begins by God illuminating 
the scriptures unto us. Which means we go up to him in prayer and he illuminates scriptures to us concerning the situation or what we are prayed about. Through that illumination, an expectation is created inside our heart about, all right, an event that will occur in our lives in answer to that prayer, promised through the illumination of the scriptures unto us, that is within it, it tells us that this event is going to occur in your life, all right, through the release of God's power. For what is illuminated unto you will always be beyond your own reach. So God is telling you, I will do this, and it's through my power that I am going to get it done. However, he tells us our responsibility is to create an environment or atmosphere within our lives through which he can move in his power to get it done. You have to create the environment or the atmosphere within your life so that he can, all right, in his own power, be able to do it. If you don't create that environment, if you don't create the atmosphere, you hinder things. And so it tells us about the use of words and says, you want me to move in your life to get what I have shown you done one of the things I want you to do is to change the way you speak about your own life and situation. I want you to call it into existence from now on as though it is already in operation within your own life. And so God will give us instruction, all right, which means there are certain things that you will do that I will tell you to do, which will create that environment. And once it is done, my power is going to move, all right, instantly, right, to bring about the fulfillment of what I have shown you. So he reveals things to us and then tells us, you've got to create the conditions for this to happen. I will give you an instruction or some instructions. And once you carry out this instruction or instructions, my power is going to move to cause that thing to happen. So God illuminates the scripture, gives us an instruction or instructions, carry out the instruction, and immediately you carry out this instruction, my power will come into operation. My power will immediately be released once those instructions are carried out. My power will be released to cause that thing to happen. So if you look at Joshua chapter 6, verse 4 and 5, we'll see the instruction. God had told, all right, Joshua about the walls of Jericho, which was impossible to take. But what was the instruction? All right, it says, and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets. 
of ram's horns. And the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times. The priest shall blow with the trumpet. And it shall come to pass that when, at what time, when, they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up, every man straight before him. In other words, God gave Joshua the promise, but he also told him what you have got to do, and immediately you do this. You are going to see my power released, all right, to cause what I have said to happen. The interesting thing is, God asks us to do the easy part while he does the hard part. What he told them to do was to blow. That is easy. You have been blowing trumpet, rams of trumpet, you've been doing it. Do you get what we're saying here? It's not something that was new or strange or difficult to do. What was difficult was to bring the walls down. So going to the, uh, um, the river and deep seven times was easy. To get cleansed of leprosy was impossible. God will ask you to do something easy, all right, and he will do the hard part. Go into the congregation and find out what they have, and then you come back with five loaves, and then he says, I am the one who will multiply it. I give the instruction, fill the pots with water, that is all I asked you to do. I didn't say you should try and create wine. Do you get what I'm saying here? All he says is fill the pots with water. He is the one that will change it. What really is happening many times is we are not listening for our own part. We are trying to do his. You get what I'm saying here? And when God, when people say God is slack concerning his promises, he said, I'm not slack. All right, there's just certain things you have got to do to create those conditions, and those things are undone. So I am waiting for you to listen and to hear the simple steps that you have got to take for what I have promised you to come to pass. And I've been waiting and waiting to give the instructions. And you're right there doing several things and trying all right, to make it happen when there are simple instructions that I want to give. I will illuminate the scripture, and then God says this, and then, all right, you will, by obeying simple instructions, create the condition and the environment for me, all right, to move in order for what um, I told you, for it to happen. So the delay really is that the instructions are either not known or being ignored. Let me repeat here. You either don't know them, which is ignorant, or, 
All right, you are ignoring the nudgings of the Spirit, not counting it as a big issue. Dipping yourself seven times in a river seems simple. You can be ignoring that and doing harder things like a 21-day fast. Do you get what I'm saying? All right? Going and blowing the, 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 the ram's horn there, all right, is a very simple thing. Right? But people may ignore that and consider it foolishness and are doing other things. So God wants us to create a conducive atmosphere because when the atmosphere wasn't conducive for Jesus, he could do no miracle in a certain place. All he could do was to heal a few folks. So you create that atmosphere. Second Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 9. I get into a message now. It says that for the eyes of the Lord, I just want you to know the eagerness of God to release his power. The eyes of the Lord, you think about it, are going through and fro. Now, what people think is that God is restraining power. It says God's eyes are going through and fro throughout the entire whole earth to show himself strong, to demonstrate he's looking for someone. To show himself strong in the behalf of them whose hearts are perfect towards him. Now, one of the things that he is looking for, one example today here, is here that Jesus said, The Father is seeking for those that will worship him in a spirit and in truth. Jesus gave us a revelation. He says, no man has, has descended from heaven, and no man has ascended. I'm the only one at that time who had been to heaven, and I'm coming down to tell you the will of the Father. And he says, this is the will of the Father. All right? Put the scripture up. All right? It says, but the hour cometh now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh, he is looking for that, such to worship him. For God is a spirit, the next verse, and they that worship him must worship him in a spirit and in truth. Then again, Psalm 22 and verse 3 tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. So he shows us what he wants us to do. And what one thing he's telling us is, one look at this, is about creating this atmosphere here. It is always the first step. and might be the only step required, but it's always the first step. And we'll see this. Always the first step. Judah must go first. Always the first step. God's first step after illumination of scriptures to you is that he wants you to worship and praise him with the knowledge he has given to you. That might be the only requirement or any other requirement will be known after worship or you will stumble into it after worship. Do you understand what I'm saying? Might be the only, all right, but it's the first step, and if any is required after that, 
you will find out. Someone say, well, it's very difficult for me to know how I know what God wants. You enter into the place of worship. You enter into the place where it says, worship me in spirit and in truth. We said this, cancel in the heart of a man is as deep water. And it says, through joy, shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. The water you are drawing out is wisdom, cancel. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to thy soul. When you have found it, there shall be a reward. And your expectation shall not be cut off. And so is the atmosphere there. Now, if it only requires power, then as you are worshiping and praising him, there will be the release of power. If it requires wisdom, which means there are certain things you must do, then you will get it by reason of worship and praising him. I want to show this. First step. Psalm 13 and verse 1 to 3. Now, uh, uh, I, I want, uh, my goal is that every member of Covenant Nation should be a spiritual technician. Do you understand me? That it's not just, hey, we're just praying, we're just praying, we're just praying. You understand the ways of the Spirit. Do you get what I'm saying here? Dr. Orobot, sorry, Kenneth Copeland, Brother Copeland said Orobot taught him faith, as it, like he taught him the mechanics of it. In other words, it's not just some blind thing, I'm just applying, all right, and I won't agree, I won't agree. Eh? I'm just there, I shan't agree, I'll be here, stubborn. It's about applying the tools. Look, let me read to you. I was going to read this at the beginning, but I skipped it, but let me think it's appropriate. Let me read it here. Uh, and I like the kind of testimonies uh, I get from people, because they do, they, do, they, they do stuff, all right? One of the things about covenant testimonies, uh, even you that preached it, when you read the testimony, you yourself will take notes. And that's the way it's supposed to be. All right? You know you preach it, but the way they applied it to their situation. So there is science and there is art. You teach the principle, the art is how you applied the thing. See this here. Good evening, Pastor. I would like to conclude a testimony which I began in January, which I shared with you on Instagram. Yesterday I was selected one of the 100 women who were to be awarded a 2 million grant from a particular organization. But that's not what I consider the testimony. Sometime after submitting my pitch, the Holy Spirit told me one evening, just worship me, and I heard it. So every night at midnight, I would worship for a minimum of one hour. I made it a point to never ask for anything. Hear what you say. After a week, my spouse joined me, and we will worship and then pray for one person each night. In other words, after worshiping, they will look for one person they know is in need and pray for that person. I just told him to please never ask anything for himself or for our family. Now, you can, you can see this is understanding. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay? Not long after that, he got a PR contract with a foreign company earning him dollars every fortnight. So now every 14 days, he's paid in U.S. dollars. So let's say that Naira is going, he's happy, okay? <laughs> it's bad, but he's happy. Uh, are you anybody earning in dollars now? It's just, it's, you, you see, if, if you had, if, if four months ago you had uh, 10 million, your money is now 20 million, just by, uh -huh. 
But some other people are complaining. So some people, where there's a casting down to other people, <laughs> you, you can be pained, but I'm telling you what has happened all right now. And me, just yesterday, at the grand ceremony, one of the panelists approached me. She said she remembers my name because my pitch cost quite a stare. The other panelists wanted to drop me because they loved everything in my submission, but at the end of it, they couldn't understand why I wanted to set up a YouTube channel. Before God and man, there was nothing in my pitch that expressed me setting up a YouTube channel. That was confusion from the pits of hell. All I shared was that I had set up a video and a podcast studio and would use the grant funds to purchase additional equipment. Somehow it was misconstrued to mean I was setting up a YouTube channel. These panelists told me that in the end, some people didn't fulfill all requirements, so they were dropped, and that's how I was picked again. I'm convinced with every fiber of my being that the Holy Ghost knew this, and this was the reason for that instruction to worship. This woman concluded by saying, whatever you are doing with your God, just continue doing it because it was clear that God was with you. And she says, this is my word testimony. All right. So let's look at this quickly. Psalm 13, I just came to say one thing so we get one thing from every service. Verse 1. How long will thou forget me, O Lord? This was the David's prayer. Forever? He says, how long shall you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my what? Soul. Remember, counsel in the heart of a man is as what? Deep waters from the Holy Ghost. Having sorrow in my heart daily. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? So I was thinking, how do I get out of this? Or how does this happen? And sorrow was being created. And people that are battling with this in their thought life. I was just, and they were getting sorrowful. And the enemy was exalted over her, over him. And hear the prayer of David, and this should be our prayer. Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Which means, this is what he was praying. Lighten my what? Eyes. Lest I sleep the sleep of death. He did not say, all right, God, give me this thing. He'll solve this problem. He simply said, God, do what? Lighten my eyes. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He says, I will anoint. I've prepared a table for you. What am I going to do? Anoint your head with oil. Because if it takes you out of that valley of the shadow of death, which is what many people are asking him to do, you also miss the table. That's why in Job chapter 29 verse 1, every great person with God knew this. He said, oh, moreover, continues parable and said, oh, uh, that I were in the months past, as in the days when God preserved me. When his candle shined upon my what head, when by his light I did what? Walked through darkness. In other words, there was darkness, but what happened was, I'm not asking you to take me out of the house of darkness. I'm asking you to switch on the light. So he wants to switch it on in our minds there. Open my eyes. All right, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Now, let's look at Psalm 42, 43, verse 2 to 4. Psalm 43, same kind of prayer. 
For thou art the Lord my God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, send out thy light and thy word truth. Remember, those that worship him must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. Send light and truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to where? To thy holy hills. Unto thy tabernacles. Then I will go to the altar of my God. Unto my God with what? Exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. In other words, when light comes... I will go into your altar, and there I will praise you. There I am going to worship you with spirit in spirit and in truth. And it is as you start praising, and as you start worshiping him, that manifestations now begin to happen. That's where the information, the strategic information you need, that's where it's going to come from. All right? All the power that ought to be released into that situation, that's where it's going to come. So it gives you light and says, with that light, come up to my tabernacle here. Come in here, let us worship. All right? And as you begin to worship and rejoice, Isaiah 9, 2 and 3, in the New King James Version, Isaiah 9, verses 2 and 3, all right, when the people, the people who walked in darkness have seen what? A great light. Those that dwell in the land of the what? Shadow of death. Upon them has a what? Light shined. All right, next verse. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of the harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoils of war, which means that joy. They start rejoicing. That's what he wants. Now he says, once you start rejoicing over the light that I have given, this is the first step. In some cases, the only step. That was all Jehoshaphat did. Jehoshaphat went to God and prayed and fasted. When the enemies came in, I just don't have time. I'm going to make a next week. When he says, when the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit shall lift a standard. That standard is praise. I can show you in the prophetic books. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.